Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up, what up, what up? Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, welcome back to Running the Race with Guy and Zach. Uh, if you guys want to hit us up during the show, uh, Sater, you can hit up the Sarter Hammond text line. <laughs> Heyman. Sarter Heyman. And that's at 402 464 5685. And also the Honda Lincoln hotline as well. This is a 93.7 to ticket. And uh, me and Zach got a great show for you guys. Zach, would you like to introduce this beautiful man over here for us? Yep. So this is my father, Ed Fye. Um, uh, so Edward. He is, Edward. Actually, it's Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Fye. Um, he's been the head track coach at Down uh, for 21 years. 40. Oh, head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he Ooh. graduated from Doan um, and went to Slippery Rock uh, College for a year. Is that right? Yep. Um, and he's been at Doan ever since as an assistant under head coach uh, Fred Biley, who then gave the reins to him 20 years ago. And he's been there ever since. Um, and he's now my coach, just to clarify. Uh, <laughs> so just kind of get us rolling. Um, Dad, in that time. Uh, let's go through some accomplishments. Um, you were an All-American. Was that a relay? Yep. It was a four by one when we were freshmen. Uh, there were, yep. So you're a speedster. Yeah. I was, he claims I, he I was, ran a 4-3-40, actually, if we want to go there. 4-3-40. I have 4-4-3, yeah. four, four, and I have the article because I have to It's in the newspaper. There you go. That, yeah, it was in the newspaper. Probably a misprint. Now, did they, have, <laughs> did they have laser... Times back then, or is that all hand time? No, it was called AccuFi. AccuFi, oh, yeah, yeah. So there it you had to be legit. Had the last name in it too, as well. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So uh, talking about that four by one, um, tell us about some of the guys that were on that with you. Um, kind of that, that their stories and just kind of where they're from. Right. Um, we were freshmen and we came in uh, to Doan, and they hadn't lost for six years, and they had lost a lot of seniors. Uh, so, uh, there were three freshmen, uh, Curtis Lee shield was from Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, he played football as well with me. Uh, HB Harold Bowen was from Colorado and DC was from DC hump. We call him Michael Humphrey. And, uh, he was the old man. He was the senior actually didn't go out for track. I don't believe his his junior year. And we talked him into going out and, uh, we became very close, uh, to this day, we chat every day. We got a all American chat deal to make us feel good every day. Go. So we get out of bed and, uh, uh, he sends scriptures every morning to all of us. And then we poke at each other a little bit and, and are very thankful that, uh, I have those guys in my life and have built great relationships, uh, during that time. And I think that's, uh, at a time where. I went through Doan and started building those mm. relationships. And, and when you do that and have a, a head coach that builds that type of culture, uh, it meant a lot uh, to me. And then we ended up being team captains, Curtis and I did, uh, our senior years. Uh, and uh, HB had graduated, obviously, or not HB, but uh, DC had graduated. And, and uh, he had a boy that played in the NFL. Uh, so he had a little bloodline. Yeah. Yeah, so just kind of to go off that, uh, um, to give you guys an idea, those guys who are on the 401 with my dad, they come to my sporting events, mm. and uh, they have since I was, you know, 6th, 7th grade. That's kind of uh, just thing they had going on at Doan, and dad, uh, that's, 
I mean, I've been around you enough to know that's what I, on the track team, that's what we value mm -hmm. um, is we want um, a bunch of lifelong friends. Um, and you, do, you just want to talk about uh, some of the culture and values that make Doan track special to you? Yeah. I mean, a little story about uh, those guys with my two boys, Landon is uh, track. He does all three sports at uh, Wahoo and uh, they call him nephews. And mm. Landon was at a basketball game when he was really young. And, uh, uh, and he told him, this is my, this is my uncle hump and uncle Curtis. And they could looked at him because yeah. they're both uh, black and yeah. uh, they threw him off a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. He, so anyway, it was kind of cool that he, uh, had two black uncles. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's cool. Uh, but the culture at Dawn um, that we that we put through is what Fred Biley taught all of us when we were. Uh, he was the head coach for fifty six years, um, and till two thousand two, he was the head coach. And uh, at that time, we probably had forty five or fifty athletes uh, on our team. Um, we had three coaches. It was I did every field event. Coach Dunnigan did all the throws, and wow. Fred did the running. Uh, and then we tried to get Andy Scoop McAllister. Uh, was the guy that was the local guy, and he did the announcing. He was in my class, and we kept him on to time people a little bit. And So there wasn't only three of us until uh, um, 2001, I think. <laughs> and then Brad Jenny uh, was hired to take over to start working with Fred um, at that time. Uh, but Fred is, uh, was a man that, uh, old school, I mean, uh, he never gave compliments, uh, you know, and he always told us that nobody was perfectly worthless. You could always serve as a bad example. So, yeah. uh, so nobody was, everybody felt valued, I guess, somehow, <laughs> yeah. uh, when you were there. Uh, but you didn't want to disappoint him either, uh, because, um, he believed in you and he put time into you, um, you know, as an athlete and then going through it with him as a coach, uh, you know, very competitive, always, you know, as he got older, he stayed up. And I think that's what's important. You can get stuck mm -hmm. in, in what you do and how you do it. And even to me this day with Zach is just like all the technology and the knowledge that's out there. Uh, and you try to keep up with that. And, um, you know, and I still got it on a Google doc, which is, uh, is really, uh, a little bit dated, a little, yeah, a little mm -hmm. dated for me, uh, to be able to do things. Uh, but you know, um, the traditions that we kept alive I and mean, when we had donut parties and the bonding things that we did through just pause uh, on that real second, you had a donut party before a track meet. Is that correct? The day before. Yep. Yep. Carb loading Greasy. on a whole nother level. Yep, yep, yep. We over, it was pretty easy for us to overcome bad food. I feel like yeah. it's kind of like, yes, like maybe it kind of doesn't seem like something right you should do like before, like a track me like a day before, but I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, maybe it helps you guys relax a little bit. Maybe just have some donuts and chill out. You know, you guys probably been working really hard and that, I feel like, I don't know, that's a kind of underrated little strategy right there. Like I've seen... What's a guy? Who's the who's the weightlifter that says lightweight? Uh, Ronnie Coleman is that who it is? Yeah, Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, he was talking about how he was going to his shows and um, he was just really uptight. He didn't want to relax at all. And 
you know, some of like the veteran like bodybuilders, like, you know, we're drinking beer, eating pizza, like before the show, like the next day. And like, he said, dude, you got to just relax, man. And he did that. And he said he never looked better that next day, like for his show and like showing off his body. So that kind of reminds me of that. So I really like kind of the donut thing. You guys still do that? Oh, no, we don't do that. Anymore. No more donuts. <laughs> donuts are done. We did until somebody said that probably wasn't really wise. That's fair. Yeah, and that's where we grow up a little bit and learn a little bit more yeah. about what we do and how we do it. But it's just part of the, was part of the tradition. Uh, just something you did. Maybe, maybe after the meet. You did all the time. And Valentine's Day, we had uh, Valentine's parties. And uh, we had a lot, of, a lot of fun things that we did to get together outside of just track practice. Our yeah. practices go from four to six, which is unique that most schools are go all through the day but we practiced all day at the same time so we got to know who our teammates were uh through that time but uh nice. we do have uh one texter unknown <laughs> texter on the starter hayman text line um, 1972 said ed fine brad jenny name you just mentioned not too long ago have created a track the dynasty at down so the donuts couldn't have been too bad if it was good enough to start a <laughs> dynasty <laughs> yeah yeah to kind of go off that uh gosh 582 All-Americans, was that right? Yeah, something like that. That's I guess we're just putting the plug for the Don't Track team. Yeah, 582 All-Americans, 50-plus uh, national champions. Um, 2021, we got a men's national title and two nas- two girls' national titles right now. Uh, to go off some of those uh, studs that we've had, uh, a few years ago, we had a sprinter named B.J. Lawrence, um, who was from St. Kitts and Nevis. He now works with the Don't Track and Field team on an NIL deal for Ooh. glucose energy and Nathan, uh, sports clothing. Um, and Jared Skirmans, who was, uh, the U S champion USA national champ. Right? Yeah. Um, so we're kind of talking about this on the way up dad, uh, Kale Wolken, another guy we have, he's the national record holder in the decathlon, uh, small town kid. You just want to talk about, the first time that you saw a kid from Johnson Brock High School, a D2 high school, and what you thought when you saw his, like, at pure gifts. I mean, I, I was there at the track right. when you first met him. But right. Well, first, it, it, again, it's the legacy brought him to Doan um, because we had a Doan alumni that watched him compete, and he was from his hometown uh, and told me that this kid doesn't have a step. He just runs down and jumps and he high jumps. He doesn't have a step. He just comes in, uh, but he's really talented. So I spent a lot of time recruiting him and he wanted to do basketball and track. And I was trying to talk him out of doing that because <laughs> I'd lose him for a season. And I went over, I think Zach was with us. We went over to watch him play basketball at tri County, I believe. And he had the worst game he's ever had. And I don't think he made a basket and he come up and told me, which I'm glad that happened because then he told me he just wanted to do track <laughs> after that day, which was uh, something really, really good. And then uh, after we had signed him, um, um, he came in before the season and I said, well, let's help you a little bit. Let's get a step. So we ran down and got him a step and he learned how to hitch kick really quick. And I said, well, let's work on your extension. So I put a line out there at 22 feet. And I said, just try to get your feet extended out there so we can get it. And he sat on that line. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, he's all right. And then uh, we put up the bar and we were scissoring. And I had it over six feet. And he was scissoring the bar at six feet. And we, we had a 
five-step hurdle drill, which you're supposed to be taking five steps between it, but I forgot to tell him, and hmm. he three-step between. And I so we knew he was going to be pretty talented. And he went on to uh, win the national title uh, one, two, three, four, six, six different times. Um, he broke the national record, which two um, Olympian gold medalists are in the NEI. Uh, Brian Clay uh, was one of them, and Bruce Jenner. Uh, mm. was another a very long time ago yeah, great uh, but they always had some big um, talent and he anyway he broke that national record which is was huge um, and he went on to uh, him and I I got to coach the USA National Thorpe Cup team which is uh, we take eight um, US uh, decathletes and we pick and choose those people and we go against Germany and then scored wow. and he was on that national team uh, as well and he won a uh, a medal in the youth 20 and under uh decathlon so really really uh, talented and he went on in olympic trials and i think he was ranked sixth and i think we ended up about eighth uh, yeah. but it's a long year for and to go to olympic trials if you're a, a collegiate athlete because you start in may and you're going all the way till the end of summer uh, so it was pretty tough uh so he he, he was a pretty special uh talent and BJ, we got, um, uh, he was at UNO. I mean, if you ever saw BJ, uh, he's a, he's a big guy and mm. he's 200 plus and he's the running back and, um, they shut down UNO football. So he left there and, uh, the coach that was there was over at Dana. So they took him over to Dana and, uh, Dana shut down. Uh, he just got put in the hall of fame last year. And I said, you're don't's the only school you never shut down. <laughs> and, uh, so he was at two schools and they both shut down. They both shut That's down. That's crazy. And he he had and he was a national champion chances? in the in the hundred that year, and uh, and that's actually how I got on Facebook because I <laughs> could not get a hold of him and I could I thought he was going to come and could not contact him and somebody told me about a Facebook so I jumped on there and contacted him and he had went back to he he was born in St Kitts but he lived in the United States I think after he was one year old. Mm. And then he went on to run at Doan and uh, win national titles and ran ten, almost ten flat in a hundred meters and twenty point four in the two hundred, I think. Uh, so at, no matter what level, he was he was able to compete. And uh, uh, then he went back and ran for St. Kitts and won uh, a bronze medal in the U.S. Championships or the World Championships against Hussein Bolt. He anchored. Mm. Uh, against him. So anyway, he's given back a lot to Doan. Uh, he gives us a twenty thousand um, dollar glucose energy uh, wow. for our team every year. Uh, and then because he wants to give back to what Doan stands for, he gave uh, ten of the hardest working females and ten of the hard working men um, uh, gear uh, nice. uh, to wear. Uh, so and then Jared Skirmans was the USA national. He threw over two hundred and twenty feet and the discus and it was a good story because him and coach Dunnigan made a at track camps made a great relationship and he could have gone anywhere he wanted but he believed in coach Dunnigan and tracks one of those sports that if you throw far it doesn't matter if you're division one two three nai juco you throw far or you run fast so if you're going to the place that you think they can mm -hmm. develop you then uh that's where he needed to be and and even when he was at the Olympics and the U.S. Championships and wherever he was, he always came back in the summer to have Coach Dunnigan uh, work with him. So those are three kids that really 
did a lot of great things and they were all Nebraska, Nebraska kids. So that's the one thing I've been noticing, like, like as I became friends with Zach and kind of learning more about, you know, like track and field and also like track and field, like in like NAIA, like, like you would think, you know, basketball and football, like, you know, there's, there's like levels to it, you know, there's probably better ball being played at division one level for basketball than there is, you know, D2, D3, not saying that there isn't any good players at, at all those levels, especially like in AI as well. There's good players everywhere, but like, like track, like what I've noticed is just like, there's, you know, it's all about the same. It's just, you know, some of this has a bigger name than the other, but you know, it's, so I think that's really cool to see and been learning about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what do you think about that, Zach? I, I mean, track's the only sport where you can't really be a victim of a coach's bias or, um, anything like that i mean what you do is what you do and there's no like there's not anything to hide behind so yeah that's that for sure why track is unique yeah what what visits did you so you like went to some little some bigger schools like kind of the visit yeah. what were what were those schools and what did you think of them and i went to nebraska and wichita state on officials mm -hmm. um track was kind of out of nowhere after they figured out i could throw the javelin yeah but uh the thing that was different is I was going to be kind of a number at those schools. And it was like, okay, like, and he just talked about it. So, mm -hmm. uh, Kale, um, he went to Johnson Brock. He, if he went to NCAA D1, right. He maybe all Americans once mm -hmm. or twice. Um, and he goes to Doan. It's like you get done at Doan. You have six national championships. Uh, you're going to be in the hall of fame. You're yeah. going to do all that. Um, that's not why, like I would choose the dome, but that's why uh, I just think really good athletes should give smaller colleges more of a chance. Um, mm -hmm. cause you have the chance to be like that dude on your campus. Yeah. Um, and not just be another number at a big school. And obviously so. you're going to have a coach that loves you. So yeah, yeah I guess we got to go break right here. And then yeah, absolutely. We'll throw out the break right here Perfect. on the Doan Athlete Project. We got Ed, head coach of the Doan Track and Field team. Of course, his son, Zach Files, part of the track team, and Guy off the basketball team. Two more segments left. Plenty to talk about. Don't go anywhere.